From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, it's good to be back with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Steve, and it's always great to be back, and uh, I'll look forward to see where this topic goes. Absolutely. We, we've had a couple of good shows. If you haven't um, rewound or been caught up on our latest, um, recently we spoke with a few guests Uh uh, we spoke with Chris Backus from Harmon, and we spoke with Mark Lavecchia from BMA. Um, definitely some good shows to catch up on. This one, we're going to do a, a solo show, if you will. And um, the topic that we had picked for today is is talking about um, red flags. And this was a, a topic that James came up with. And so I'm going to let him kind of define that a bit, and um, and then we'll get into it. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I, I'll admit, I took this uh, from the Twitter community out there, uh, AV Tweets out there. It was, I saw it as a post, and I'm like, you know, that's something we could talk about. And as programmers, we need to make sure when we are reviewing scope of work and the project, I know we talked about before, we should know the full project end to end. Um, what jumps out as a red flag, for example, is if the integrator or the designer is saying that all control is going to be done by IR. We know that's a red flag right there, that something's not right, um, and that we need to, if the client is not going to bring that up, saying, hey, no, we don't want IR. Us programmers, we should have the voices saying, no, you know, this is not the proper way of doing this, and have those reasons why it's not the best way of doing things i i i uh, i think it also also kind of speaks to not only best practices but also being able to inform a client as to what are the trade-offs you know and, and and i've i've come across this quite a bit in that when we're looking at a project and and somebody's considering two different options or three different options and and each are priced differently for different reasons and what are the trade-offs or if you're being asked to do something what are what are the pros and cons of that and and I think it's keep, keeping the client educated as you will to know that while this way may work these this may be what you're giving up or these are some of the things you should consider as long as they decide that that's what they want and are comfortable with what the shortcomings or the trade-offs might be, then I think that there's, at least we've done our due diligence and we've, we've said what we've had to say. Um, but, but I also think, um, you know, along the lines of what you're saying too, is um, putting in uh, a design that is not expandable, let's say, or, coming up with a user interface that is locked in that can't accommodate an extra function or button. Um, and, and sometimes you find that in button panels. So like I, if I've used every button, I can't add another function or source. Or if you have a specific type of equipment that you know cannot grow any further with a system, those are all things I think to your point, a programmer needs to be vocal about and have, um, or, or, or anybody in this business, you, you, it's our responsibility to, to inform a client of some of the gotchas that, and, and, you know, hopefully that there's 
enough respect that though that would be received well. Yeah, and I think and to make sure we're clear with our uh, listeners and what we're saying is you got to understand the whole need and the growth of the company because yeah, button panels are limited, but if they never plan on adding more sources, then a button panel is a fine way of going. But if we as programmers don't know that and we just see a button panel and we assume, oh, they never plan on growing at all. Okay, this is fine. Great. Or if we don't know if they do plan on growing, now we lock them in saying, okay, well, now it's going to cost you more money because you got to change out that uh, button panel for another device that can handle more sources. Uh, so actually understanding our clients' needs and our environment and the, yeah, we want to get the current project done, but what is three years down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road um, look like in our project? Brings up a good point because I, I try to say this often is that the while a system may have a lifespan, the programming doesn't. So the programming can still change and and grow and adapt and and um, evolve based on users' needs without having to change uh, the physical equipment. And and I think that, that that's an important thing to consider. And and I think it should be thought of that way that it. And, and programming, although is deemed to be able to fix and overcome shortcomings in a system, it really shouldn't be designed to do that. Yeah. And again, it, we can overcome shortcoming in a system as long as we're not handcuffed by red flags and limited in the hardware and the design of the system. Um, so again, we have to be an advocate um, for our program, for ourselves, and even our clients, even if we may not talk to them directly. Sometimes we got to understand and kind of put it out there saying, hey, you know, you're boxing them in. And I will, and not to throw integrators under the bus or even designers on the bus, but maybe they want to do that because they want them to come back and, you know, do a whole nother project. But it's like you saying, putting our voices out there saying, hey, you know, there's a better way of doing that. Maybe we're going to get told, well, you got to do it this way. But at least we put our concerns out there. Speaking to what you just said, too, I think one of the things that I always get sensitive to is when we get requested to make a change. And it seems like it's an easy change. All I wanted was to add a button. All I wanted was to change the source. All I wanted was to change a, a projector. And then the cost is um, out of line in the eyes of the client or whomever is purchasing it. And these are some of the reasons why. Yeah. But it's so yeah. hard for us to be able to show that and justify that because we're working on the inside and dealing with what has been done in the past and we can only charge based on our time. So it, it, but it's a really big black eye that the programming community tends to get. And especially those who focus on as programming as their primary profession uh, to say that I, I bought this piece of hardware that is a few hundred dollars and you're charging me a few thousand dollars to have it integrated. 
I I think that is the biggest thing, and I know we talked about this before, is having our users understand um, the value of things. Like, I know I get it all the time. I'm sure our listeners here, not even just on programming, even just hardware. Like, if I go out there and say, okay, well, a display is going to cost $1,500, say, and they're going to look at me and go, well, I can go to Best Buy and buy one for $200. They don't understand that second you take the one from Best Buy and put it in a corporate environment, you void the warranty. There's zero warranty on it now. Um, they're not designed to run 24-7. Like, we got to explain that to the user. We can't program. We'll have to use IR most likely on those um, and things like that. And then the shortcomings on all that. And sometimes they understand and accept that. And sometimes they don't understand. And, you know, you get, well, I'm still buying the Best Buy one. I, yeah, I, I that's always a tough one. And, and I think it comes down to, a client having that bad experience and learning, hopefully learning at least, but some somebody at least um, closing the loop on on that conversation to say, how did that work out for you? Because <laughs> that, yep. that's where it tends to to get a little bit sticky. Um, yeah. well, Definitely what, agree. What, I guess you know, kind of getting um, wrapping this one up a little bit is what 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 can we um, do to encourage more people to be outspoken about these things, or is this? You think this is a responsibility that programmers need need to be um, being be more vocal, or there needs to be more best practices, or there need or there needs to be more edu- education around things that uh, of this nature? Is it like how 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 can our listeners help? Uh, one, I think. All of that. They, we need to be more vocal. Uh, the worst thing we can do, and this is not just for programming. This is for any kind of job. The worst thing we can do is be frustrating on our job because of what's in front of us. If we're not speaking up and saying, hey, this is a frustration for me, then our leadership can't understand that's a frustration. Uh, and they can't come up with solutions. And I mean, no good leader wants their employees to be frustrated. Um, no matter where you are at. And hence, I say good leader, because there are some bad leaders out there who probably wouldn't care. Um, but yeah, no one wants their employees to be frustrated. They want them to find the best path. So if a fresh a red flag we see in design is a frustration to us, meaning that we're going to spend five more hours on a project than uh, plan because of design, we need to bring that to attention because maybe they didn't realize, maybe they didn't know that it's easier to do it a different way. Um, and so just getting that frustration out because keeping that frustration inside is one's probably going to hurt your programming uh, because you're going to take it out in your code. Um, and two, it's just, it's bad for your mental health and your health overall. Yeah. I do also believe our industry needs to understand more of everyone's frustration i mean the, from the salespeople to the programmer to the installers understand everyone's pain point so you try not to make pain points for people yeah without a doubt 
the, the, I think putting together communities and, you know, doing hopefully what we're doing to be able to bring programmers together, but also having that cross pollination so that each of us understands the roles that we're in and what we can do to make each other better certainly would be a step in that direction for me. I, I've, I've really been on a quest lately to try to uh, encourage more programmers to speak up about what can be done to make their lives easier, what could be done, um, whether it's equipment selection, whether it's um, using products that they're more comfortable with, whether it's um, being outspoken about how to create products that are easier to control or program. It's, I think all of these things are, are pretty critical. Uh, and and I will go back to what you said before the, with the frustration. A lot of the things that we're talking about, we've been talking about for decades. It's not like it's something new. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a good place for us to wrap this one up, but, I, but you know, I'm sure that uh, everybody out there can relate to the fact that they've had these red flags. And, and um, so let's, let's put our heads together, reach out and let us know maybe some examples of things that you've run into some things that we could help. Um, and, and if we, as a, as a group can, can collect our voices, we'll be, see what we can do about getting those addressed. Um, James, how could people get in touch with you, learn what you're up to and continue the conversation? Oh, always you can reach out to me on uh uh x uh now av underscore james king sunday mornings with the av in the am um pretty active on that when i can get on here um you can find me i'm on linkedin i'm not too active on there but i'm on there um again google me you'll find me Excellent. And for me, you can reach me at steve greenblatt on social media my company control concepts at controlconcepts.net but uh, what's most important to us is try to uh, get more visibility around the show and let, let's grow the programmer's voice and build this community. So uh, do us the favor of passing along your favorite episode, letting us know what you think, reaching out if you want to be part of the conversation, uh, leave us some comments and notes. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly, uh, I haven't mentioned any of our listeners on, on a show lately. So uh, reach out to us, let us know you're out there and we'll make sure we give you a shout out. And uh, you can catch this uh, on video on YouTube or on audio on your favorite podcast player. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. So with that, this has been Ask the Programmer.